0: some nerds welcome to i guess season two of uh D &D and tv the podcast where we talk about well how role-playing games can be influenced by the tv we watch i'm your host jeremy vine this time i'm joined by my friend elise hello uh who and we're going to be talking about season one of motherland fort salem which is also called just motherland i think in the uk because there's a No, wait, sorry. It's Motherland, Fort Salem in the UK and Motherland. You know what? I have no idea what the difference is. I know it's one in one country and one in the other. Either way, we really enjoyed the show. So we thought we'd talk about it, how it relates to role-playing games.
1: Definitely. And I also feel when I'm talking about it, I often just call it Motherland as well. Yeah, it's just Motherland. Um, Yeah. So I also, I mean, like, why, why bring Fort Salem into the name?
0: There must be another show called Motherland. Oh, right. Surely. Like Homeland i guess there's probably a fatherland show There was a robert harris book by called fatherland oh
1: okay so. okay i'll take your word for it
0: either way to describe motherland for those motherland fort salem for <laughs> those that have not seen it or seen any of the promos for it uh this this series will be coming out in the middle of season two of motherland so if you enjoy us talking about it go and check out the um the show i can't remember what network it's on it's a uh, Hulu. Hulu. There you go. It's on Hulu. You can check it out on Hulu. Uh, but we will only be discussing season one um, at this stage. We'll probably get to season two at some point as well, depending how many people like this one. <laughs> Uh, But the idea... Well, let's go for the synopsis from the first episode and read out what it says. Set in an alternate America where witches ended their persecution over 300 years ago by cutting a deal with the burgeoning government to fight for their country, the series follows three young women from basic training in combat magic into early deployment. In this world, the traditional roles of gender and power are flipped, with the more dominant women on the front lines fighting looming terrorist threats that are familiar to our world, but with supernatural tactics and weapons.
1: Pretty much sums it up.
0: does, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's a good setting, which I wish I'd known going into the series.
1: Did you not know?
0: I knew it was witches in combat.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And I was like, cool. I'm into that. It's like a special forces unit. Yeah. And I got, I guess, disabused of that notion very quickly (laughs) within the first few few minutes of the show, Mm. Uh, which I was really into actually. well I was sitting there I'm like yeah this is an interesting show Mm. oh oh okay that's a bit darker (laughs) there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there because the show opens with like a mass suicide basically
1: Mm. yeah yeah it's pretty um disturbing imagery
0: yeah yeah if I mean if you haven't seen it if you have I mean we can kind of go over it anyway kind of opens up with um well it's it's uh, what's it called in the series? It's Conscription, like Conscription day. Conscription day. There we go. Conscription day, where everybody who's going to become one of these witches gets con- called up or makes takes no. the oath.
1: <laughs> called up, I think. Yeah. Demanded or
0: demanded. You can't uh, required. Conscripted. Oh, well, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but they get conscripted into the military, and people celebrate this. That it's like Fourth of July for the for this nation, and there's basically a balloon that pops. <laughs> and in the middle of a busy mall and everyone who was in the area suddenly just starts climbing up to the highest thing they can find and jumping off it. Mm. And we see this one one woman walk away and set her face on fire and change, <laughs> change into somebody else and say, we are the spree. Yeah. And we have the, well, my favorite, first part of my problems with the spree, which is going to be an ongoing thing in this podcast. She says it twice, both times when there's no one there to hear you. Apparently, when you change shape, you have to say, we are the spree.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's sort of like if you're wanting to, I guess, claim a uh, a terrorist act, it seems silly to do it um, in a space or an area where no one can hear you.
0: Yeah, she's just killed everyone <laughs> around her. It's like, we are the spree. Who hears this?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, security cameras, footage, maybe? I,
0: I guess. Surely? I guess if they get audio. Oh,
1: I don't know. Maybe.
0: It's almost like she's just telling the audience.
1: Yeah. Well, that's true.
0: But then the second time she's in a car all by herself mm. and changing her face. And it's like, and we are the spree. I'm like, yeah.
1: <laughs> just in case you missed it the first time. We know. You, we were there <laughs> the first yeah. time. Yeah, that's true.
0: Mm.
1: I, I liked it though. I'm not going to lie. Like as, as dark as that sounds. Um, I don't know. It was, it was shot really
0: nice. Oh yeah. It was terrifying.
1: And yeah, it was quite ominous. Like, especially leading up to the balloon popping. Mm. You know, she's standing there and she's like whispering and muttering. And and there's this little girl watching her. And the little girl, clearly, you're like, oh, something's going on. Mm. And the little girl's like, this is weird. Um, yeah, it was, I don't know, it was quite creepy. I, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, there was just that element of tension before mm. the, the balloon pops, which is very much a balloon popping that just yeah. kind of expands up and then yeah. explodes. And that, that just suddenly, this release of... Everyone dying. It's like, Ugh. yeah, really, really well done.
1: Yeah, but you're right. It was like, oh, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah,
0: and I think this is when we get the first element of the the spree music, which is yes. like this very heavy violin, yes, like, violin piece. Yeah,
1: it is very creepy, but the really cool music. I feel. Uh, yeah, they did uh, a really good job with it.
0: That's wonderful. I'll point out now the um the director and the, the writer for this episode. Anyway, um directed by Stephen A. Elderson. Elderson, I'll say, assume. If um, I'm wrong, Stephen, come and come <laughs> get me for it. Um, listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, but written by Elliot Lawrence, who I believe mm-hmm. was the creator of the show as well, mm-hmm. yeah. which is always what I love about pilots, that we see the, um, well, in this case, it's not actually called pilots, called Say the Words. That's the episode title. Mm-hmm. That you really kind of get their vision of what the show is going to be like, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I just really like. and the fact that we get introduced to our th- three main characters almost directly after this this sequence, that, well, I kind of, I guess, the four main characters we're getting introduced to.
1: Wow, that's true. <laughs> but we don't realise at the time.
0: No, I mean, <laughs> we're going to be, we we'll are trying to be spoiler free. But yeah, the spree being kind of a, a fourth character. This is someone... Well,
1: the, yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, the next character we're introduced to is Rael. And we're going to pick our favourites, I'm sure. But <laughs> I, I, Raelle's not my favourite. How, yeah. how would you describe Raelle?
1: Um, You know what? Like, I'm going to throw it out there right from the beginning. Yeah. I love Raelle. I love another character we haven't mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get to her later. Um, that Jeremy and I are going to argue constantly oh, yeah. about throughout this entire podcast. Um, I just think... I think she... First of all, I think she has a great look. Um,
0: yeah, much she, of Raelle is the look.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: just the fade and the, the braids that she's yeah, got going on the side of her exactly.
1: Hair. Like, just the blonde the, the blonde hair and the way that it's styled with the braids. Um, she's a
0: bleach blonde, yeah? It's peroxide. She can't do uh, that naturally. I believe blonde. so,
1: yes. Okay. Um, it, I really liked her from the start, basically. Um, I thought she looked cool. Um, you, it basically opens with her coming home and healing, I guess, a... Um...
0: Oh, yeah, there's this woman waiting. The, her dad's yeah. already home. Her yeah. dad's napping, I think. Is he... Possibly, way. And yeah. this other woman's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss you when you're gone. And... Yes. Yeah,
1: knowing, obviously, that it's conscription day, I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Um, and she's got, like, a casserole and a small portion of money, I believe, yeah. that she gives to Royale, um, as payment. Uh, and then they basically retreat to Raelle's bedroom, I'm assuming. Um, and she, the lady lifts her shirt and she's got this horrible, I don't even know what, some wound or rash or a a very large, like across her sort of half her torso. Um, and Raelle basically takes her hand, I think.
0: Yeah. And they start quoting a Bible verse together.
1: Yeah. They start sort of chanting something together. Um, and, uh, I guess as they're doing that, you see the wound sort of shrink on the lady. Um, and once they're done, I, th- I don't think it's 100% gone.
0: No, it's reduced. Um, but
1: re- reduced significantly. And then once they're finished, Royale actually lifts her shirt up. And you can see the same wound has now, I guess, appeared on her skin.
0: Yeah. And this is actually kind of the first thing I want to talk about, how it can really be an awesome element in a role-playing game or just like a fantasy world. Mm. Just that idea of when you heal someone through magic, you take on their injury. Mm. It it kind of makes healing much more an intimate thing, but also something you need to think about a lot more. Uh, If you're playing a character who is a healer, Mm. you've got to think about, am I going to take the damage on myself? Am I going to be able to survive that if someone hits me next? Mm. And I think there's a couple of spells in D&D that do this. Things like Warding Bond um, in D&D, where it's, you can send a, a fighter out because the healer at the back will be taking half the damage. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think this is a really great way of describing how that works. Yeah. Or visually descri- showing how it works. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I also agree that it would really... It, it almost adds, an, like you said, an extra... I guess, um, dimension to being a healer in that you have to consider so many other things. It's not yeah. just how many spell slots have I got. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's also how much life do I have left? Um, how will this affect me? Will this affect me performing further healing spells or, you know, moving around the battlefield? Or, um, yeah, I like it. I like it. it's sort of like a, almost like a penalty. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a, it's a cool limitation.
0: It's very much a flavor thing for, for a game where it's like, it may not have any sort of mechanical element to it. But when you're building a world, and I think this is exactly what it's for because through, I guess, through this episode and through other episodes in the series, I feel it's not really a spoiler for this. It doesn't really have that much of an effect on rael mm-hmm. Oh, well, it kind of does. But other times we see people heal and they don't take on the mm-hmm. wound.
1: No, but I think is that not referenced? Um, it, possibly later in this episode or the, or the next episode, where it might be, yeah. it's more because she's just not fully trained. Yeah, I
0: thought that sounds right.
1: Um, although I'm not sure because we'll she does out. do things a different way to normal. We learn.
0: Yes, Rael's not. I, I don't want to say Raels special because <laughs> it's very, very YA heroine type thing and she's not the main character there's other characters as well so it's more well, of a group yeah i mean Raelle's, she's
1: definitely one of yeah
0: she's one of the main characters but she's not the the special you're the one that's different from everyone else it's like they're all Correct. kind of different
1: yes yeah
0: yeah but i mean we'll get on to, to ray i i'm just gonna call her ray rather yeah, than ray i think one. everyone everyone does um but yeah, this is another scene. All the three scenes are pointing out that the the characters are going to be shipping out tomorrow. Basically, mm-hmm. that there's this big thing about them being conscripted right now. And the next one we see is um, Abigail, Bell- Abigail Bellweather, who I'm just going to call Abby because yeah. hell of a lot easier. Than- We're going to be saying Bellweather a lot,
1: <laughs> definitely.
0: Uh, and I think it's she's up on the roof in New York watching yes. a parade, like a conscription day parade, yes. through binoculars um, with a boy. Mm. And
1: Who has other things in mind that he would like to be doing.
0: Oh, yes. Probably not on the roof. But well, I mean... I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> we're We're going to get on to Abby <laughs> for a while. I love Abby. Um, but the creepiest thing, she then magics him. And he's like, no, no, don't, don't sign... No, he's not like, don't sign up. He says something. Just come downstairs again.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So, I think he's trying to drag her away to... Because she's just watching the parade. Yeah. Which, to be yeah. honest bit boring
0: yeah but um, it's, i mean i'm it's not it's a parade abby. person yes it's, um well look, and... abby likes a parade
1: <laughs> and so he's like come on let's go do something more fun and yes she then yeah she uses uh her power on him
0: she magics him and basically just goes you're gonna forget all about me you're gonna go downstairs go to college i'm gonna go off and be amazing this is when you go to college find a girl get married
1: everything nice and good this is when I go grind our great nation's enemies into dust. Go.
0: But she basically like mind wipes him. Yeah. Yeah. And a little bit of me is just like, that's not cool.
1: Yeah, I well, especially contrasted with Rael healing. It was you yeah. know, it's it's I guess considered a very bad yeah. thing. Yeah. Um you know, it's not really just manipulation. Like, it's basically, like, she's basically forcing him.
0: I mean, it's a little bit just like, I'm persuading you to to nick off.
1: Yeah, but she's not persuading him. No, though. she's telling him to. Well, yeah, it, you know, and he doesn't seem to have a choice. Like, he's right. literally, like, his eyes kind of go blank. Um, and he almost turns into a zombie as he sort of walks off. Yeah,
0: and this, I think, is going to be a really interesting element about Abby, that she's used to power. Yes. And used to people following her orders.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And not afraid to, to wield
0: it. Yeah, and also that he obviously doesn't have magic. This will be a thing that we discuss as well, whether men in this world have magic. True. But that she sees herself as above those who don't have magic. Yeah. That she's like, I can do this, so I will.
1: Yeah, yeah, why not?
0: Yeah. And like, not a great
1: attitude. It's
0: not, it's not a great attitude, but this is something that she's going to learn too, Yeah, I think. I mean that's the thing you show someone at the start of their arc
1: it also I think you're right and it also helps highlight like pure and simple this is who Abigail is yeah um so yeah I think I think it was necessary to show that
0: yeah we kind of get an idea this is I mean we get a few couple of episodes scenes with her after this as yeah. well to to get a better idea but the next character we introduce is Tally
1: hmm oh uh, Tally we
0: love Tally <laughs> Tally's amazing she's like a Shiny pony.
1: Oh, she's just, like, I challenge anyone to to dislike Tally, yeah. really, because I don't feel like it's possible.
0: I feel you can not like Tally's choices, but you can't yes. dislike Tally.
1: Oh, right? I agree. Yes, definitely. And
0: the show is all about Tally's choices, mm. because this is what we see in this scene, that she's watching the report about the suicide bombing and, mm. and the fact that the spree is attacking more people, and her mother's just devastated because Tally's going to conscript Mm. and I think yeah her mother actually says my sister's died
1: yes in this
0: so you don't have to go and do this
1: yes yeah like our family is paid enough basically yeah um and but you can clearly see that Tally is aghast at what she's seeing on the television yeah um you know and she clearly is like like I understand what you're saying mum
0: yeah but I feel I have to do this I feel this responsibility Mm. And I think she even goes through the responsibility and her mother's just saying, just don't, don't say the words yeah. when the thing comes, don't say the words and you yeah. don't have to,
1: which at the time doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Oh. Like you, you, I was watching, I was like, what?
0: Yeah. Just,
1: what do you mean? You mean
0: say the words. Uh, yeah. That's the yeah. title name. I yeah.
1: Mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, Telly does appear quite resolute, um, even though it's caused this massive conflict with her mum.
0: Yeah in fact, that she actually runs from her mother and locks herself. Yeah. So she does like a little charm on the door to, yes. to stop her mother getting in.
1: Um, yeah. Which again, I guess another indication of magic. Um, but it was, yeah, she, she, I guess with her finger drew yeah. like a little symbol on the, on the doorknob.
0: Yeah. And this will be another thing we get into. It's like, how, <laughs> how is she doing this when magic works a different way in yeah. this world?
1: Yeah. Which we're not quite sure yet, though.
0: That's true. That's true. Well, I like that it goes from the scene with Talia and her mother to the scene of Abby and her mother next. Mm. Where it's Abby and her mother talking at, Well, talking about the boy. Yeah. Um, and there's also the fact that Abby's mother is very much military, military parent. Yes. And it's like, you will bring honour to our house.
1: So much pressure. Yeah. So much pressure already.
0: And it's like, now we know what Abby's like.
1: Mm. Yeah. And why she's like. The way she is. Yeah.
0: But we also learn that um, the Bellwether family, well, back in the day, in the Revolution era, that they were slaves. Yes. And that kind of, she's relate or a descendant Mm. of the very first Bellwether.
1: Um, And now they're, I guess, clearly a prominent family.
0: Yeah. They're like super high up Uh, in the government and military.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Kind of a cool touch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it, it's maybe not a, a mother thing, here. I think because um, we've seen Talia and her mother, we see Abby and her mother. Because then we go to Ray and his her father, mm. because and we could kind of learn about Ray's mother not being around.
1: Yes, but, um,
0: the Ray's mother died in combat, and this is when um her father gives her the charm. The um the Bower bird. Yes. Bowerbird that was charm. meant
1: to keep her safe during combat.
0: Yeah, and they just they're watching this clock tick down. Yeah. And it's very much this is when something will happen. But they're yeah. doing it in utter silence. Apart from this talk about the, the Bowerbird bird charm. They just Yeah. It's just these three very different That's ways true. of dealing with, with the same thing coming.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, well it's interesting because I mean I guess Abigail and her mother are eagerly anticipating the whatever the time is ticking down to. Um, Tally, I guess, is e- is excited, but her mother is terrified and yeah. devastated. Whereas Raelle and her father, like, it's... I mean, I, I don't feel like I want to say that they're sad.
0: They're it's, resigned.
1: Yeah, resigned. That's a great word. Um, yeah. yeah, it really is just almost like, well, we don't have a choice. This is what's happening.
0: Yeah, and even that he gives her the... The charm, the mm. bowbird charm, and says this is supposed to keep us, keep you safe in combat. I can't lose you, so just come back. Mm. He's yeah, all, he's just saying he's begging almost. He's just like, you got to go. Yeah, please be okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, which is um really sad, but it's like again a contrast to Tally's mum, who is, I can't lose you. Don't go at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, I think. <sighs> But then we get to see the actual oath ceremony, and there's sparks in the yeah. air, and basically, I think the its medallion just starts to form out of out of magic, and mm. they have to start saying the oath, mm. um, which I can't remember the exact words, but it's like I swear allegiance to the yes, the com, not the Commonwealth, the the Union, and all this stuff. Mm. I, Tally Craven, do solemnly pledge to protect and defend the United States of America against all
1: enemies, foreign or domestic. I will faithfully serve and obey the rules and articles for the government of the Army of the United States. All secrets keep. All lawful commands willingly perform as dictated by the Salem Accord. Um,
0: And when they finish it, it just kind of drops this medallion into their palm and they're basically being conscripted.
1: Yeah, and it's got their name on it, I believe
0: um yeah it's basically their dog tags
1: yeah yeah Um, i really liked the scene i thought it was really cool
0: i did as well i thought it's a really interesting way of basically the call to adventure yeah or the the harry potter I, i was
1: i was just about to say it really reminded me of the harry potter um letter in that you know that it's just known all over the world who these witches are or you know whoever um yeah, yeah, very interesting. And I and obviously we then realise that by Tally speaking the words, she has to go now. Yeah, she is it's, conscripted. It's now a
0: commitment. I mean, the yes. fact that the medallion's on a chain that you put around your neck mm. is just another element. <laughs> I, there's a book from forever ago by Mary Gentle. Um, I'm pretty certain it's Mary Gentle called Grunts. And it's very messed up. It's a bit violent. It's basically that orcs in a fantasy world get um, machine guns and become marines. Mm-hmm. And they realize that magic makes their weapons stop working. So they get these magical talismans, which are basically dog tags. Right. And that's what it reminded me of. Mm. You have this magical talisman that you put around your neck, but it also means you're a soldier.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I I was really into that. that idea Because it is, it's got their number on it. A little bit later, they determine this is where you'll be quartered. Yeah. That you've got your quarters and they show up on the dog tag. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's a, a great, I mean, we'll get into the whole magical military thing which can be an element in role playing games and fantasy worlds a lot that idea of i mean i've played a character who was a former soldier but was also a wizard yeah and that was just really fun that idea of he's that special person in the unit who's able to use magic yeah um but that idea that you do get conscripted that they could come to your town and be like cool all the wizards off to the army you're yeah. going to get basic training
1: yeah and it i also think it's hard for us to um, I guess, to talk about because also like the military in Australia is not like the military in America.
0: Oh, it's super, super um, different. So different, us, right? So, yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Um. So it's it's hard. Like, I know that Amer- a lot of Americans are very gung-ho about the military. Um,
0: yeah, support the and, troops.
1: Yeah. Um, and so it's hard to watch that because I feel like, if conscription actually occurred in America, all of a sudden, for whatever reason, suddenly it was announced, this is the law, Um, and simultaneously it was announced in Australia that that was also happening, I feel like we would, in Australia, we act so much worse. Like, it would be...
0: Oh, there would be outcry. uh,
1: You know, much more than I think there would be in America. Yeah, Um, most definitely. That being said, I do think, surely, um, it's like there's going to be at least some part of the, the population that, are, that frown upon this conscription.
0: Yeah. They um, have I to. Mean, well, we, we kind of see this later yes, on too. Yes. The, the idea of draft dodgers. Is yes, we I, do. I wonder about this. I mean, conscription flashes back to the Vietnam War for me. Mm-hmm. That idea of when conscription was mandatory and people would flee to Canada to avoid it. Um, and there were people who just like, well, my, my, num- my numbers come up in the ballot. Mm. I can either sign up, I've got till this point, mm. or I run. Those are the two options. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what they're going for with this. Yeah. And they're also kind of going for, I mean, the spree attacks feel very much to me like the the 9-11 coverage that some listeners might remember. Um, And Tally's response to it feels like a teenager who has seen this and said, I want to do my part. I'm going to go conscript. Yeah. I'm going to go volunteer. That's
1: true. I can see that I'm needed and I can help. Because I am a witch.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, definitely. Mm.
0: So yeah, I think those are the themes that they're going for. I think they hit them perfectly. Yes. Because, well, this world has had a different history from ours. So maybe Vietnam went very differently. Maybe it didn't happen at all. True. So using that element for us to to register, I think, works particularly well to get the feeling that they're going for. Yeah. The next scene we actually see is very much that American military, mm. the um, I guess the idolization, yeah. of the armed forces. Because Tally's in line for a flight, and it's off to Boston where Fort Salem is, and it's fully booked. But she shows the medallion and like, oh, oh, wow, you're you're one of them, yeah. And somebody else is like, cool, I'll give up my seat, yeah. We'll get you on the the first available yeah. thing.
1: Which boggles my mind. Again, I don't know oh if it's because God, even... because like we're not as much a military country or I'm not as much a military person. Yeah. Um but yeah, I can't even imagine doing that.
0: Um like giving up your seat. You've planned this Yeah, trip. You've, you've paid for money.
1: it, you've planned it. I mean, what else is gonna be affected? Your accommodation, you know?
0: And um, the fact that the agent actually says, I'm certain someone will give up their seat yeah. and someone immediately yeah. does.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so there is definitely this. As you said, this idolization, this love, this adoration um, for the witches in the military.
0: Yeah, there's, there's this element of, oh, that's a witch. I like, there's people whispering about it, and they're like, yeah. oh my God, she's so brave. Yeah. And there's, yeah, it's almost like they are, she is someone apart mm. from, from the rest. And I feel like that, a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah, that they'll remember the time they saw a witch. Yeah. I think that's a good move as well, because if you make, in a world like this, if you make magic commonplace, it does, I mean, on my other podcast of Dice and DMs, my, my other host, Ben, is going to say that a lot. If you make magic commonplace, it becomes boring.
1: Mm, he does say fun. that a lot.
0: He does. Um, and that's what I think will work here, that magic, we get the sense that magic to everyone here is not commonplace. Yes. And it can just be something like that. When you're running a game, if you're in a, a RPG world, and somebody does magic and all the people around respond as though, oh my God, that's wow. amazing. Yeah. yeah. This, this awe. It's just simple, simple little world building elements.
1: Mm. I did like that airport scene though. Yeah. Um, especially the fact that she doesn't even, she hasn't, she hasn't booked a ticket. She hasn't paid for tickets. No, and she it, just shows it's up. It's definitely not expected. It's of like, of course we will get you on yeah. to a flight. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's laying the groundwork.
0: That is such tally, though, just showing up without a ticket and expecting everything <laughs> to be fine.
1: I mean, who knows? Maybe that's what they're told.
0: Maybe. Just... Maybe
1: everyone, like all the witches are like, well.
0: Yeah, just get to Boston. You yeah. have to be here by now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, possibly.
0: I think time's an interesting element in this show because it seems to just gloss over it, like weeks at a time sometimes yes Uh, because the next scene like they're already in Fort Salem we don't see the actual flight or anything or how long it takes to get there whether there's a bus or there's a shuttle whether there's like someone with a sign saying you know you're coming (laughs) here at this point
1: which is this way (laughs) Uh,
0: but we get this this is the weirdest thing I have found about this show this stomping (gasps) thing that they do instead of clapping or cheering or anything they do a little like stompy thing on the ground and kind of it sounds like thunder
1: it's cool I guess yeah yeah But
0: I am just like what I thought it was a US military thing
1: yes I agree I'm glad you brought it up because I also didn't know and literally I was like well, what are they doing what's happening um, why, why are mean, they doing this yeah but but it does seem to be in place of applause or yeah. or um, to, I guess to show respect I guess yeah um, but I also just assumed, oh, it must just be a military, a US military thing. Yeah,
0: like with the um, Marines and hua.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't think, I'm assuming you've looked it up. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe it is. Sure, showing the amount of research <laughs> you can expect
0: on this podcast, I have not looked it up at all. I just went, weird ass military yeah. thing, sure. Yeah,
1: I did find it strange. Um, and uh, to be honest, I it certainly gets annoying. Yeah. Or I find it.
0: Okay. It can be annoying when Tally does it. It's adorable. So <laughs> like, it's usually yeah. Tally doing it. And I'm like, it's
1: fine. Yeah. I mean, I feel like anything Tally does, we're going to be like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. It's cute as Tally. Um,
1: but I don't know what it is about it, but just the more and more they do it throughout the show, it, I don't know. I just feel like I roll my eyes. Like I just find it quite, like, I don't want to say lame.
0: It's, it's not cringe. Yeah. But well, it's, it's that, el- <laughs> it's that element of. This is a thing for this world, and it doesn't really translate to ours. Yeah, there's, there's a phrase I can't remember whether it was something that I just read about ages ago when I was actually discoursing fanfic. Mm-hmm. This is like way back in the early noughts,
1: <laughs> little baby Jeremy.
0: Yeah, basically <laughs> university Jeremy when he thought you know English theory was was the height of height of discourse, but there was a thing called Pepper Jack cheese, right. and basically if you put a character from a a self-insert into your fanfic and everyone was suddenly into this thing that they weren't into um, in canon. It was generally pepper jack cheese and it was whoever, the writer's favourite food or the writer's favourite music that they were just kind of shoving into the world. And it feels a little bit like that when it's coming the other way. Yeah. That this is the thing that everybody does and it's really cool in world, but it's like, that just feels out of place to us. It's so like yeah. there's no explanation for it. Mm. And in universe has no reason to explain it. Yeah. Although then again, Ray doesn't do it. No. Ray's just sitting there just But saying,
1: I feel like she's not looking around going, "What are they doing?" Yeah. She's you can see that she is making a choice, a stubborn disdainful choice. I I feel.
0: I agree, but I feel that there is that potential because Ray's not doing it. Like, this is when, i uh, say why she's not doing mm. it, that the um, the general, general older, who was basically there, because we've already had the credits, so we've seen the, who's in it, who, all the...
1: Just sorry to touch on the credits as well. Yeah. Gorgeous.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's Stunning talk about the credits. Stunning
1: credits. Um, they, it's like this... I mean, it's all... I mean, animated, is that the right word, I guess? Yeah. Um, like needlepoint. Yeah, it's this needlepoint, like this stitching, this red stitch that kind of goes through... Um, I guess this woven tapestry and it's sort of spelling things out and it's, it's I guess, telling us a little bit more about the world. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it's got shots from the revolution. Um, it kind of outlines the, the profile of a lot of the, the characters we're going to see. Yeah. Um, and kind of shows the family trees. Yeah,
1: the family trees, yeah.
0: And one other thing it does, it shows the map of the, well, what we know as the continental United States, but it's a different map.
1: Yes, different to what we, uh, we know.
0: So it sets up that this will not be the world you know.
1: It does, um, but it's it's not overly long. It's got it's accompanied by beautiful music. Um, I mean, stop me if I gush too much about the show and and everything. But I just I thought that's why music, we picked
0: the show. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like the mu- music was just beautiful, and yeah, those credits. I just thought they were. You know, sometimes you just see credits for a show, and it they just stick in your mind, and mm-hmm. they just they accomplish what they need to do, and then you're into the show and. It's Yeah, I just thought they were really beautiful.
0: It's really interesting. Looking at shows for this podcast, so many don't have credits Mm. that I felt the need to point out when credits actually occur. Yeah, yeah. Because they do. They go, this character will be here. This actor will be here. Mm. That some shows don't do. Mm. Like when I was talking about Invincible last time. Invincible has credits only at the end. I mean, it's an animated show, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. But there has been a move away from credits... As a little credit sequence, yeah. That a lot of shows will just kind of have the title flash up. True. And then the credits underneath, um, coming up during, you know, guest yeah. starring such and such. That's true. And I think the, when it's a world like this, you kind of need that.
1: They do it. They certainly helped a lot. I think, yeah. um, tell a little bit about the world. You know, show that obviously it's, it's not just like it's geographically different. Yeah. As well, um. So yeah, I think
0: well, is that ge- geopolitically different.
1: Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. still the
0: it's still the United States. Yes. Well, <laughs> now I'm doing it. It's still North America. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different United States.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I definitely think they they were needed. It is yeah. there's a lot of I guess backstory that you sort of it, it's thrust upon you. Yeah,
0: because there's the shot of um of General Alder crossing. I can't remember what crossing the Delaware. I don't know. There's a famous U.S. painting of George Washington on a boat. It's like, I just know it's George Washington on a boat. It's probably the Delaware River. Sure. <laughs> uh, Americans, feel free to, to correct
1: me. Yeah, our yeah. apologies.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't know. We don't get this history. We're lucky we understood that it was America. <laughs> way, anyway, the fact that we see, and she was there at the War of Independence mm. and now is still there training recruits. Mm. And it's like, okay, I I guess. And she has this big speech about it. And we see the responses from our three three heroes. Yeah. That Tally's just like hard eyes.
1: <laughs> she is. Oh, she's in. She's in awe. Oh yeah.
0: General Elder jaw on the floor. Yeah. Abby does not give a shit. She actually. Uh! That's not true. Abby's kind of looking around to see what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Because it feels like she's heard this speech.
1: Yes. Yes. I would agree. I feel like Abby is not impressed, but more so just because she's heard, she's been there, done that. She's heard it all before. Not yeah. necessarily that she doesn't find Elder impressive. Yeah. But that yeah she's. I mean, maybe she possibly knows
0: Alda. Yeah, well, we see later in this episode. She knows Alda. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, we we hang out every once in a while. You know my mum. Yeah. Sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Arnie Sarah is giving a speech. <laughs>
1: yeah. I
0: guess i got to listen. Whereas <laughs> Ray's the one that does not give a shit.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And see, that I feel would have been the great opportunity for someone to go to her, just like nudge her and go, no, you have to do this thing because of these reasons. She's mm. like... Get fucked. <laughs> no, I don't no, care I, about your stuff.
1: I I don't think that's necessary. I feel like that comes across in the scene already, and I think it also shows that everyone else is so caught up in the love and and revering yeah. of um, General Alder that I think I I feel like it comes across to me that that Ray is like.
0: Oh no, I think I think it's perfect for Ray. I'm talking about the foot thing.
1: Right. Like this is
0: the opportunity to explain the foot thing to us to the, the, to yeah, that's to the true. audience. Yeah. I mean, we have a scene where a character explains we are the spree twice when no one is around (laughs) except the audience, but the foot thing isn't covered.
1: Well, as we said, maybe the foot thing is a common US military thing. Maybe
0: it is. Well, we'll find out, I guess, (laughs) in the comments. Well, I mean, the next point that we really have to get to is our girls get to meet each other. Yes. And that's this is when the heroes come together. This is when we start to get the drama. (laughs) Yes. Because... (laughs) Ray and Abby, they don't get along.
1: <laughs> they do not. They There's don't. always a bit of a clash. Yeah, they um, they clash straight away. And you. I feel like you can tell a little bit that Abby is possibly holding back a bit. Like, yeah. not that she... she like, almost that she doesn't want to sort of jump straight into fighting or, or causing issues straight away. But she's like, how can you think the way you do? Yeah,
0: um, She doesn't even understand it.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's so baffled. And Raelle's literally just like... I don't care. I don't give a yeah. fuck. I don't, I don't about <laughs> and but Tally, it poor little
0: Tally. <laughs> Tally's like this puppy. Like, hello, new friends. Hello, we're going to be sisters. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. We're going to live together. And then, oh. but but she straight away is, is seeing the tension yeah. between them.
0: And he's almost straight away trying to step between them. Yeah. And be the the bridge between the two. Yeah, yeah.
1: the peacemaker. Yeah,
0: yeah. and yeah. this. This is where I'm going to get into a whole thing like philosophy. That you have three the three witches mm-hmm. is a trope mm. forever. You got the maiden, the mother and the crone. Mhm. And that's kind of the thing we always see. This is also the scene where we get it very clear that Tally is the maiden. Yes.
1: yes. Well, there's, literally. <laughs> yeah, literally
0: because we there's a whole thing about the the magical marks mm. that each of them have. Mm-hmm. And that Tally's is kind of behind her ear and I think Abby shows hers as well.
1: Yes, she does show it. I can't remember where it was, um, yeah. but she does show it.
0: Because it sparkles once you stop yes. being a virgin.
1: Yes, it becomes shiny.
0: Yeah, it becomes shiny, and Tally's is not.
1: Correct, yes. Let me see your mark. It changes when you have sex for the first time. It gets better, shiny, Oh, the way it catches the light. <gasps> where is yours? Literally an inch from my vagina, so maybe when we get to know each other better. But is it? Is it shiny? <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, a. I love that she just said vagina. Yeah. Like, not gonna lie, I feel like that's an underused word, and it's. I find it like even as a woman, I find it very funny. Yeah. Um and. Um even despite her saying that though Tally's like but is it. Shiny.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and she's just so clearly excited. Um, oh, she's wrapped. By the thought of having sex, I guess, um, yeah. and getting her mark.
0: Well, I think they say that she's from a, a matrifocal compound. Yeah. Where there's just no man.
1: Yeah. And I think Abigail's literally like, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. This, I don't understand. Yeah. But. Yeah. M- boys.
1: I mean, i not going to lie. I also don't understand either. Like, do the, do the women give birth and then the, the dads leave? Or is there an, a different way to, to
0: There's like, a, like an insemination pro- process yeah, like and then is... I mean, they go off the compound to to be... I mean, there's IVF as
1: well. Well, yeah, it? that's true. We
0: don't know what magical
1: yeah.
0: format this takes, mm. but it could be they, they go off, they meet a yeah. guy, they hook up, they stay with him for a while, and once they're pregnant, they come back to the compound.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's certainly different.
0: Yeah, it's not really explained, but the point is that Tabby grew, yes. Tally, Tabby, Tally grew up without boys.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. So she's a uh,
0: little boy crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: she's thrilled to hear about boys and what could possibly oh, happen.
0: It's, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, apart from from Tally's interest in um, Ray's vagina, we have, they kind of go through why they're there. That Tally was a volunteer. Ray, her mother got killed a year or so ago.
1: Yes, yes, they do because that's around the candle. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, they're they're sitting and they're sort of almost paying homage to the people that they've yeah. lost. Yeah,
0: and Abby kind of goes through all the people in her yeah. family that she's lost. Yeah, God. And she's like, I've lost sister, not sisters. I've lost aunts. I've lost cousins. Yes. Yeah. yeah, grandparents. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's right, and because Tally goes through that, she her aunts died, and mm. then Ray's like, Yeah, my mum.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's and that's kind of the point that we see Ray later on. It's just this single line of mother daughter. Going through the military, whereas these others have these larger extended clans.
1: Yeah, yeah. This whole tree, this whole with many branches, and um, yeah, Raelle's literally just just her. That's it.
0: Yeah, poor um, Ray, all alone.
1: Although, I mean, it doesn't sound like Tally uh, or Abby have sisters either, no. like literal sisters. So, like, they are also the last. Uh, they are all the last of their line, right? Oh, yes. uh, I mean, I guess. I guess it depends with the Bellwethers.
0: No, well, they're not the last of their line. They're last of this, this particular family tree. Like yes, this, yes. Their, their mother only had one daughter. Yes. And I think they actually say it in, in the scene before. Talia says, this is the smallest draft they've had in years. Yeah, right. It's just, is it that they're just going through soldiers really quickly or mm. are they recruiting younger or is it just not as many witches being born?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and is that, is that happening by chance? Yeah. perhaps um or
0: or are they more uh, draft, draft dodgers, dodgers yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: well
0: thats that's another thing that would be really interesting that um again, making magic rare
1: mm.
0: and you do have to kind of be born into a certain lineage mm. for it mm. i mean there's the, the class. I think it's um a number of different myths have the seventh son of the seventh son that's how you have become a right. magician,
1: yeah,
0: and it's um it's even better that I Causes think in, the yeah. In, in Discworld, this is the thing, Discworld, which I'll go on a couple of times, has the seventh son of the seventh son, mm-hmm. except the wizard who passes along the magic, forgets to check the sex of the, the child, and it's the seventh son of the seventh son who's actually a daughter. Ah. So it ends up being this whole thing with wizard magic in a, in a woman, which for some reason doesn't work, uh-huh. because no one knows how to train.
1: Right.
0: Um, and then there's a little bit later, they have the eighth or it's the eighth son of the eighth son in, in Discworld, but mm-hmm. it's still the same thing. And then if that eighth son has an eighth son, it becomes a sorcerer because uh. it's a wizard squared.
1: Uh. And it's this whole thing. <laughs> wow. People need to read
0: Discworld. It's good.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: But speaking of magic and where it comes from, we get to see how magic works here. Finally. Yes. It's like we're halfway through the episode probably. And yeah, that it's a scene. That um, it's all through voices,
1: yeah. Which um, I really like. Yeah, totally. I found it really interesting. I love it. Um, but yeah, until now, I guess we had no idea um, of <laughs> how the powers work. I mean, we'd seen we'd seen obviously Abby use her voice, mm. um, but I mean that doesn't necessarily mean anything. No,
0: she just kind of used power and spoke yeah. words.
1: Um, and then Tally did this little thing with her finger, so that one. Yeah. Might need to come back to, <laughs> yeah. um, but and, and again and then Royale and that and that lady were, I guess, reciting what we think is Bible verses, um, but I hadn't quite made the connection that this is happening when people are speaking or using their voices.
0: That yeah, um, it is very much um, a singing throat, yes. tone, harmony, yes, almost,
1: yeah, I mean. um, and what they refer to as. As the seed sound.
0: Yeah, um, I did not understand that at all. No. I, I accepted, this is the word they use to explain the magic. And I'm like, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand either. And I wasn't also sure if... Like, I'm not a very musical person. And I was like, is that a common, um, like, musical term? Maybe. <laughs> um, I don't think it is, though. Um,
0: no, I learned piano for eight years. I yeah. still have no idea. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, it's really quite beautiful. Um, all of them... I guess, sort of singing together.
0: Yeah, and it is kind of that element that they, they're going to be in units of three. Yes. And they have to be in harmony with each other mm. for things to work. Mm. And just that's, yeah, it is kind of that choral nature of you see what other someone else is doing and you support them and you mm. have different tones and different people Yeah, fit. yeah. It's such a great idea. I love, this is one of the things I just love as a world building element as yeah. well for RPGs, for fantasy novels, whatever. Just that idea that, magic comes through singing. I mean, this is why bards in D&D are so so fun to play for a lot of people.
1: True, but I mean, that's... I feel like bards are... I mean, it, maybe it's just the way I would play them, but I feel like bards are almost... Um, what's the word? Um, uh, like as if they're really silly, like um, not necessarily looked down upon, but...
0: Really? They're almost a parody. Well,
1: though. yeah, a parody, right? Um, whereas this is quite... Serious, and this is quite beautiful. Um,
0: well, that's another thing. They're not singing. They're just using the yeah. the energy of the, the voice.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the different tones they're making. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I also, I also liked the fact that these women in this world are in power, and they're in power, or, or their power comes from their voices. You know, there's so much spoken in, in the world about women's voices and, you know, being oppressed, and, and I found that a really, a really nice... I guess, contrast to yeah. the real world.
0: Let me interrupt you so I can say something about that.
1: <laughs> Please explain it to me, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I loved, I hadn't really connected with that before. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly because I am a cis guy, so I hadn't really thought of it, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's such a great idea. Mm. I love that idea that it's, that it is say, saying their voice is the most powerful thing about them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it could just be me reading into it, but no, I just goodness. thought, yeah, I just thought that is really cool. Um, and yeah, just really interesting. Something I guess maybe you have, but I haven't read. I haven't seen anything that really uses magic through singing.
0: I've read a couple. Mm-hmm. There's um, a really good book by a Australian author, um, Sky Melky Wagner, where oh. music is through through magic.
1: Right. Okay. Um,
0: and that is a little bit more music. Yeah. specifically but voices as well
1: yeah so like instruments as well Yeah, yeah. and
0: there's also a series by uh, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman who created the Dragonlance books, their um, Deathgate cycle, one of the two magical races that generally uses it through singing and they actually kind of combine dance with it as well. So it's like these oh. steps that they move around, almost like a Tai Chi, as they sing and the the magic comes out. That's as really they cool. draw sigils in the air as well. I might right. be getting that mistake. I certainly remember there being singing, yeah. you know, and thinking this is an awesome yeah. idea as they kind of move and do these, these almost ballet movements mm. and this voice and like the magic swirls around them, mm. protects them. But yeah, it's so cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's really cool.
0: And we see so that it's not just kind of like, I can't remember what they're trying to do in this first scene where we see them singing because Ray sneaks off pretty yeah. early on and she sees another cadet like creating tornadoes. Yeah. Cuz weather's kind of a big thing for the the magic too. Mm. But this is also the scene where we meet well, Scylla.
1: Yes, Scylla.
0: Yeah, we we're, we're going to have <laughs> we're going to have some <laughs> some discussions about Scylla.
1: Oh, Scylla.
0: I, I love that Ray is immediately into Scylla.
1: Very much so. Yeah. But I also think it's like, I think she, it's, she's also kind of like, oh, like, like who is this? Like, oh, yeah. she's very mysterious.
0: She, she's very mysterious. And she's also, because they get confronted by some cadets who are like, oh, you're out of, you're out of your, you've snuck away. You're AWOL, basically. And we're yeah. senior cadets. So we're going to give you demerit points. Mm. And Scylla's almost immediately... I don't care about your rules. Yes. And Ray's like, oh, I have a kindred spirit. Finally,
1: yes, yes. Finally, I've met someone who is possibly on the same page as me. Um, yeah, she's very, it's very, it's quite a cheeky scene. Yeah. Um,
0: and Scylla's Silla's into Ray almost immediately. I mean, ray has got some game.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah.
0: Um, I, it, it's not like super game. Yeah. But it is kind of like, hey, I just met you. I'm into you and there's very much a tension and like chemistry between them. Definitely,
1: definitely chemistry. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Scylla is definitely the instigator, the more flirty Um, one. Um, But yeah, definitely they both seem quite enamored with each other um, from the get go. Um, And I'm also enamored with both of them. Um, (laughs) They're (laughs) the
0: main ship for the... They're the romance for the show. No,
1: I know. But that that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to jump on board. Um, There's been other main ships where, you know, in other shows, which I just won't take part in. Um,
0: No, they did really well with with these two. They seem to have like a... The characters definitely have a connection almost immediately. Yeah. Which is... It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Perfectly done, I should say. I have issues with it in general, Mm. but that's me. I... We'll we'll get to it by the end of the episode, I think. But Um, the fact that Ray sneaks away at all, kind of we learned that, again, it's that balance for the unit. That if Ray does something wrong, everybody gets punished mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they have to work as a team.
1: Yeah. And that's one, that's kind of one part of Ray that I don't really like uh, because I am, I am a, a loser who loves playing by the rules. Uh, I'm such a stickler for the rules.
0: No, raise a rebel.
1: Um, and well the, yeah, that's the thing which like, can be a little appealing but also I'm like in my mind I'm like but if I was one of Frosthalio Abby I would be so angry.
0: Well Abby <laughs> is there's this gray line. Your absence was noted.
1: We had training all day. None of this is elective. Your absence was noted.
0: Yeah. Like, oh my God, Abby.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I'm just thinking about to uni and when you're in a group assignment and it's like when you have someone slack off and you're the one doing all the work, it's yeah. so frustrating. So I was, I was a little bit like miffed that she would do that. Yeah. Um, mainly because it's disrespectful to the, it's not just hurting herself. It is hurting them. And yeah. that's, I think where I was a little bit annoyed about.
0: And I think this scene kind of explains what Ray's deal and why she's yes. so shitty at everyone is. Because again, Tally's trying to make peace between the two of them because that's what Tally does. And we see another, there's another, been another spree attack. Yes. And I think Ray then goes to Tally, like, why did you come when you don't have to? And Taylor's like, well, because of this, and mm. Ray's just like, maybe the Spree actually have a point. Maybe we're doing this wrong. Ray just basically wants to die. Yes, she wants to get into combat as quickly as possible and get herself killed. Yeah, we don't know why. I'm guessing just because she's can't deal with the grief of losing her mother.
1: Yeah, possibly. I guess that was probably my assumption as well. Just jump yeah. straight to that. Um, but yeah, she's clearly looks at conscription as slavery. Yeah, um, and definitely sees, I guess, some part of the Spree's side of things Mm. um but yeah she's she's clearly like oh well i don't care i'm just gonna yeah i'm just gonna like go on a suicide mission basically
0: yeah and she doesn't care about the rest of the unit because Mm. she's like if i can get into combat as quickly as possible i'll get killed i'm not gonna be a pair anymore i'm done
1: yeah which is really really sad
0: it is really awful the fact that she has the unit i think is specifically to stop that happening to her. Mm-hmm. And in other cases for, for other character or other soldiers as well, that they have this support network yeah, that's already true. in place. Yeah. That they have to rely on because that they'll be relying on them as well. Yeah, I think that's going to be a theme we actually see through the series, that when there's a support network, they do better.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Stronger, stronger together, definitely. Uh, but, I mean, it takes a while to learn that and come to terms with that as well.
0: I think it's interesting that Ray talks about that the spree might have a point because we also have their training officer, who I haven't mentioned yet, um, Anacostia Quartermain. Mm -hmm. Fucking badass
1: Quartermain. Great name as well, by the way. Amazing name. I
0: love Quartermain. Um, (laughs) She goes on about what the spree believe and why they believe it, but doesn't actually say what they believe like she's going on the spree do this and the spree do that because of the things they believe and like but what do they
1: Yeah. Believe? Yeah, that's true.
0: Because they may be right. We don't know. She yeah. won't tell us.
1: True. True. We're not really getting the full the full story here.
0: It's just like vague threat of terrorists. Yeah. It's almost like the US for a lot of this century <laughs> There's terrorists bad but mm. don't let's not look, you know what? We won't get into politics. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's Um, not what this podcast is for.
1: Question. Yes. The spree. Has it been revealed yet that they only target civilians?
0: I think it might have been. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, Because that's also something interesting, I guess. And tells a little bit about their...
0: Yeah. I'm not sure if it's said that they only target civilians. We've only seen them target civilians.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: And that's kind of a thing that it's a big deal for non-witches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're the ones paying the price. Yeah. Um, for whatever this fight
0: is. Yeah. That also kind of explains why Tally's so gung-ho about signing up. That she feels that she has... It's a great power, great responsibility. Yes. That they have the power. They need to be responsible for the people without the power. Yeah. We kind of get a, a little bit of um, this idea of responsibility after this when um, when Anacosta talks with Scylla and Ray after their little drug-fueled jaunt. Where
1: We can't just skip over no, it and say drug-fueled
0: job. We're, Thank we're gonna, you very much. We're going to talk about this. We need
1: to talk about
0: this. We will. This is where we get in, we learn what Salva is. Yes. Um, basically, after training, Ray runs in a cellar and they just kind of be like, hey, why do, why do you have to not run around and get muddy? And I'm pretty certain Scylla's just watching like, yeah, get muddy. <laughs>
1: Aren't we all? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... Oh, I think we also get
0: the the great line from Tally. is like, I think there's mud in my butt crack. How is it even possible that I got mud in my butt? We all have mud in our butts, Tally. I think I'm going (laughs) to buke Again? (laughs) Is it ground (sighs) spinning? Technically, yes. I think that might have been a
1: joke right, I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, like a puppy funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. And Ray actually cracks her first joke, yeah. um, which was quite nice. Because it's like, oh, maybe she is warming up a little.
0: Yeah. Um, Ray's funny. Yeah,
1: super funny. Um, but yeah, it's also the first um, reference to the term necro. Um, Yes. Because when Ray says, why don't you have to do this? Scylla says, oh, I'm necro. Um, As if that explains everything. I think, I don't think she goes into further detail. No,
0: we can assume that it's necromancy, which is like... Oh, oh, totally. Oh, you're the goth kid.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But they also have this flirty, cute little moment, which I really liked, which was where Scylla says, come with me. I'll show you something.
0: Come with me. I'm I'm all gross. No, you're not.
1: And it's just very adorable and i like i can't i'm not going to lie like i was hooked on them from the start they're just their chemistry is wonderful
0: there it is it's um, really it's that perfect teen they're into me even though i look gross they're just into me for some reason and i'm into them and it's great
1: yeah it's <laughs> yeah, all <let's> buzzing
0: <laughs> and well this is the, thing, the the next scene where they yeah. go and take and basically mm-hmm. cilla gives her drugs
1: yeah yeah like, hey yeah, let's
0: get cool. high together mm-hmm literally because we're going to put this magical drug on our neck which Mm. fades into your skin and lets you fly pretty cool though yeah it's awesome scene because it does feel like they're floating and floating together and having this eye contact yeah and it's this i think it's something that probably was designed for like one of those key scenes they thought about when they're making the show of Mm. this is what the show will be like that it's this teen romance or Teen. They're 18, so it's a teen romance.
1: I guess. I feel like that diminishes it a little. (laughs) It does diminish it a little bit. But I
0: feel this is a show a little bit for teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That it is that when you're with someone for the first few times you meet them, that you are almost floating off the ground and the world becomes sparkly around you.
1: I had not made that connection at all. And I think that is so appropriate and such a great connection that you've made. Because 100%. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, like you're you're off the ground. You're yeah, everything is shiny and huh. um,
0: yeah, yeah, it's going it. to be shiny. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's it and it, it was a stunning scene. I really liked it. Like I thought the lining and the cinematography. It, I just thought it was really cool, and also it was really interesting about the Selva and that's how yeah, that's I mean that's how they fly. That's how they do combat drops. Well, um, and
0: that um, when they use it, they have to actually tie them. I think. Ray, they tie themselves yes, down yes. so they don't float away so
1: don't, yeah, yeah exactly um, and oh my I, god I,
0: like balloons
1: <laughs> you think that? no I don't think so I don't know. <laughs> Um, but it, I mean, it's, it's interesting as well. Cause I hadn't actually connected to, of course they're witches. Are they yeah. going to be on brooms? Like it hadn't even entered my mind, but yeah. I mean, it was just all of a sudden it was like, this is how witches fly. Um, yeah. Super interesting.
0: I wonder because they don't need the brooms to fly. They just kind of put salvo on and they're able to fly. I wonder if the brooms are just, well, I'm going to be up there for a while. So I need something to sit on because otherwise yeah. it's going to be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, maybe. And maybe the brooms, I mean, if they're dropping out from somewhere, maybe the brooms help stabilize and steer perhaps yeah, aerodynamically right. i'm not sure
0: there's a whole bunch of reasons why they could have brooms i mean true. brooms are useful
1: true maybe that was their first original weapons although that doesn't make sense because they would just sing mm.
0: yeah well this is when <laughs> when it wears off and they get brought back down to earth yeah. literally yeah um and anacosta's there just to kind of yell at them and specifically yell at Scylla.
1: but also how did she know like it dad did like
0: yeah. Anna Costa knows all. She yeah. she's on top of it.
1: I can't fault her. I do love Anacostia. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, so props to
0: the yeah. actor for it as well, actually. Yeah, she does um, a great job.
1: And also, I didn't realise she I thought she was really young. She's aged very well. <laughs> like she's stunning. Um and yeah, love her. She's great.
0: Well, it's even better because you see the, the scene where the date scene, the best first date ever for. <laughs> And then basically Scylla's getting chewed out by, by Ana yeah. Costa. Yeah. And just staring at Ray the whole time. Yeah, I know. And it's like, okay, that's that's a pretty hot thing for, for two people. It's like, yeah, I don't even care. That was yeah. awesome. And just sharing that moment. Yeah. But then I think she makes um I, I'm pretty sure Anacosta then just goes, just uses like mind manipulation on Scylla, like starts choking goes, no, you stay the hell away from that girl.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like Scylla like backs up on the bed. You can almost see her face change color um, yeah. as if she is losing air. Um, it was very interesting and it was very, it, I felt like, I mean, I guess it's because it's the pilot episode. You have so many questions, but you're yeah. like, why? Why is she so protective of, of Ray? Is it just because she is the unit's... Um, you know, commanding officer. And yeah. She doesn't want the unit to fail, or is there something weirdly personal connecting her to Ray?
0: I think it's something about Ray that she's sensed, yeah, like an element in Ray. It's like mm. she can go either way, yeah. And this, this thing she's, she's got going with Scylla is going to push her the wrong way. Yeah. So you stay the hell away. Your second year, you should know better. That kind of, and again, it's that responsibility of of what you can do.
1: Mm.
0: So we, we've established that we love Ray and Scylla.
1: Well, I definitely do. I know you're still on the fence a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah. then we have this balance of um, Anna Costa then kind of telling on the rest of, telling on Ray to the rest of the unit saying, this is why she's being punished. This is why you're all being punished. Mm-hmm. And Abby just goes straight to Alder and is just like, nah, I want this girl out of my unit. I want them all gone. I want to be transferred. Um, and Alder just reads of the riot act. Good. Just like goes, yeah, I had someone like that bravest fucking woman I ever saw. You get your shit together, Bellwether. Yeah,
1: 100%. Um, Yeah, she's like, she saved my life, um, you know, and I love that she puts Abby in her place um, and just deal with it. Like, we're not just going to hand you. Yeah. Like,
0: which is everything that Abby's had up until this point. True,
1: true. Yeah, Abby's very taken aback. Um, I thought she did very well in that scene, actually, the actress, uh, because she just really, you could really almost see the shame and the, like, oh, no, I've really...
0: I've stepped over the line.
1: Yeah, I really have. Um,
0: and this is when we find out that Alder and um, and Abby's mother kind of know each other. Yeah. And then when Alder snaps it, it's like, oh, shit, that's not nice Auntie Sarah anymore. That's <laughs> yeah. my commanding officer. Yes.
1: Yeah, well, the general of the whole army. Um, and there's also a moment with these other women in,
0: um, yeah, the in Alder's,
1: Alder's office. Um, who are just kind
0: of following her around all the time.
1: Yeah, we hadn't seen much from them, but they were sort of following around, they're, they're all a little bit, they look slightly creepy. Yes. Um, and when the minute Abigail says she requests a transfer, they all look up at her in unison and start like chattering their teeth.
0: Yeah, like a cat seeing a bird. Um,
1: yeah, and it's, it's very creepy. That's I found so it creepy. very creepy.
0: Even Abby seems freaked out by that. I
1: yeah, think. yeah. She seems surprised and, and like, what what's happening? Um, but I also found it, I found it really intriguing, really, really ominous. Um, but that was really interesting yeah. um, about those those women, and it's like who are they, and well, yeah, well, what's going on, them. and how did they also how did they there's like they literally all in unison. Um,
0: there's some sort of mind link with older. Yeah. It's like are they versions of her? Is mm. it like a mental connection? Are they like familiars or something? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really cool.
1: And are they expressing like her inner thoughts,
0: yeah. um, or is it just? Her emotions come through them instead of showing on her own face. But yeah. she's angry anyway. There's a whole bunch of stuff we can go with the biddies because that's really cool. Mm. Well, another really cool thing we see next is whip fighting, the scourges. That, yes. That um, that have, and this is kind of a, I feel it's an opportunity just to have a cool whip scene. <laughs> um, simply because it doesn't really add much to the the plot right now. Although we get,
1: but I think it also, I think it lays down the that this is a weapon that they use.
0: Yeah. Um. Again, world-building sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um. And it's pretty cool. Like, it's not something yeah. that's, that you normally see.
0: Yeah, I certainly want to try to develop a, a character that uses a whip or a, a scourge like that, or a oh, chain okay. that they swing around.
1: Yeah. Total, total off-track. But I saw Mortal Kombat on the weekend, um, and it's kind of like Scorpions.
0: Oh, yeah. The, uh, the
1: chain and the, with the knife on the end. The harpoon. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. Maybe it was different in this
0: movie. Well, I don't. I have not seen it. I probably won't. <laughs> um, I was burned on Mortal Kombat: Annihilation.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Look, it was okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, it was. It sort of reminded me a little of that because you know you're using it as like a, a cutting mm-hmm. weapon on a rope, um, but you're also using it almost as if like like obviously the whip wraps around something and pull. You can pull it back, but you know, whereas the scorpion's weapon kind of sticks in them and then you can pull them back. But yeah, it reminded me of that a little. Um, I don't know. I like, I like the training stuff.
0: I think it's certainly cool. Uh, It is an opportunity for, um, for Tally to find out that Abby tried to shift units. True. Which um, then gets to my, my favorite scene in this whole episode. Honestly.
1: (laughs) Just before we can move to that scene, can I also make reference to, I think this is possibly the first appearance of Tally in that, in her tank top and her gloves. Oh yeah. In in the rec room yes. and damn. Damn. That's yep. all I need to damn say. Um,
0: wow. I, I feel that we're just saying that Tally can get it.
1: <laughs> Tali can
0: Well actually I am missing something else that um that Ray's reading letters from a from her mother and we get this cool world building thing as well. Yes. That you can um do a little signal and you hear their voice mm. or you see them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell if she's just hearing the voice or if she's also seeing I guess the flashback that we see. Um, but yeah, basically, her mum explains. Um, I'm assuming it's her final mission, right? Yeah, um,
0: yeah and blames, um, blames Abby's mum, Abby's mum,
1: Petra Bellweather, um, for basically leading them into a, I guess, what, like a poorly defensible yeah. situation or something.
0: Yeah, basically, um, somewhere they yeah. lost more soldiers than they should. Yeah, have make, making
1: making poor decisions. Um, yeah. and And then obviously, that's the mission she didn't come back from. Um, so we get a sense a bit more that maybe Ray's deal with Abby.
0: Well, I don't think she knew about it before this.
1: Right. You think she, she's reading this for the first time? Yeah.
0: Because as soon as she reads it, she goes and confronts that's Abby. That's true. And is like, Ch-, this is when they start fighting. That's true. it's like true. this whole, whole thing. And that's when Tally, after Anacosta breaks it up, it's like, that's when Tally finds out, oh yeah, Abby tried to get out of this. That's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: And we get to my favorite scene where Tally yes. just comes in and goes, I'm the one that should have walked from this unit. Yeah. I'm doing everything right. You two are the ones that are fucking up. I just heard you try to bail. It's not you. Oh, I know. But you are still willing to throw me away. She's holding you back, too. I heard your request was denied. Yeah, denied is an understatement. You're both weak. Rael and her avoidance of responsibility and you and your contempt and superiority. I'm the one
1: who should walk.
0: And okay, yes, fingerless gloves, yes. <laughs> That's the hottest thing Tally's done all week. No,
1: time. I would agree with you 100. Um, it's it's probably the first show of actual strength, or you know, you know, just seeing see it with a bit of fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead and, of just playing sort of the peacemaker, she she really sort of stands up to Abby and is like, "That's bullshit." um yeah you're right it is it's it's really impressive
0: yeah and you realize that she's not just this this shiny pony this fluffy deer girl that she kind of has been up until this point she's not the peacemaker she has got a backbone of steel and this is why she's going to make a great soldier yeah like she's got convictions and she's going to stand by them
1: yeah um and i i think it i think abby's a bit taken aback but i think it
0: It's like being savaged by a, a sheep. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But I also think she's probably never been spoken to like that. Oh God. No. Um, so uh, yeah, I Abby certainly got knocked down a couple of pegs um, this episode. Um, but I, I think like, definitely amen to Tally, like stand up, yeah. stand up girl. That was amazing. Um, and I feel like Abby, I mean, I guess it's to be seen whether it sinks in. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I think even with older she realised she uh, she went too far.
0: Yeah, I think it's a bit of an awakening for, for Abby at that point. Mm.
1: Right?
0: Um, well, speaking of awakenings, probably for some people because the next scene is mm-hmm. when Ray goes to see Scylla,
1: mm. um, mm-hmm.
0: who for some reason gets a solo room.
1: Yes, um, which I didn't, I mean, I'm assuming once we know that she's a second year, that possibly maybe that's I why. Know. I
0: think it's a Necro thing. It's like once they realise, oh, you've got a talent for Necro, no one wants to hang around with you. <laughs>
1: Maybe, but I mean, you'd think they'd still need to be in a unit. So maybe when you're a second year, you don't have a unit.
0: Yeah, that's Well, I think necros don't have units. Oh, okay. I think necros are individuals because they would be stationed like one. These would be the special True. special forces. You get one. You're not necro gonna
1: have room. three. True. You're not gonna put yeah. three necros. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, so she had a she has a room on her own.
0: Yeah, she has a room on her own, and Ray kind of explains. Yeah, I just wanted to die as fast as possible. <laughs> um <laughs> This is another great line from her where I think she's like, there's, Ray's like, there's no way out. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I know a way out. And then they make out and have mm. sex. And I'm just like, is it, is it don't ask, don't tell? Is this the, <laughs> is this the way out? Because I mean, I'm, I'm getting that sense. That yeah. It's just like, no, we'll be gay and they'll make you leave. <laughs> there's no explanation yes. of what your way out is. Yes.
1: Yeah oh yeah
0: she's then like the way over is under the way out is in and it's like this whole thing but her next response after I know a way out is make out with you it's like you you need to tell her before you make out with her
1: (laughs) no but does she not before that does she not say let them train you let them make you powerful
0: I think she says that between kisses I'm pretty certain it's just make out immediately after that
1: I mean I was probably a bit distracted not gonna lie
0: but you remember the lines which is the important part
1: (laughs) true Yeah. I mean, look
0: It's a good scene.
1: It's a good scene. But it I found it odd. I don't know if it was just me. It um it basically ends with the camera panning up from basically Ray's hands hand down Silla's pants. Yeah. And it pans up to Scylla's face and it's really close up and it's on her eye or eyes. Mm. Maybe there's one eye because it's on the side. But anyway, it I I don't I just found it odd that she and maybe it's a sign, but she's possibly not as. As into it? Yeah. I mean, not that she was like looking blankly, because she certainly seemed like she was enjoying herself. Oh,
0: no, I think that's intentional.
1: Um, but yeah, do, like, yeah. just the fact that it panned up and she's just sort of there with her eyes open, and it was, yeah, I just. That, I guess, threw me, I guess, because we yeah. don't know what's coming. Yeah. Um, well, but... um,
0: clearly it wasn't still. <laughs>
1: well, I think she, I, th- I think it might have been still. I think actually. it might have been still. <laughs> Oh, I think Ray is very talented. Um, I think others too. <laughs> yeah, just the fact that it sort of panned up and that it was just on her on her eyes, which were just sort of open and staring. It was. I found it a little creepy, and yeah. I, I'm assuming that was intentional. Yeah,
0: necros. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, look. I mean, any any queer representation on television, I'm down for, and I'm like, I'd almost support it. You know, yeah, just based on that fact. Yeah. Um. It, it, so,
0: is, it is done well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was interesting. And Ray seems, I mean, apart from obviously the making out and the sex, she seems to kind of really consider what Scylla says.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, in that that actually sounds smart is to let them make me yeah. powerful.
0: And she does seem to listen and actually try harder because we see later on the unit actually working together. Yes. Um, and they're singing in unison and the parent, they do this like, the tuning fork they're singing into seems to like glow with more energy and everyone seems impressed. Yes. Um, and Anna Klaus is like, no, just keep doing that exact thing. Let's see how long you can do it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I, I have no idea what's going on. There's like swirling magic. Yeah, I know. And they're just doing it. They're doing it. They're doing but they're they it. But
1: they're looking at it and they're looking at each other and they're like, should we keep? Cause it looks, yeah. everyone's like, what's happening? Cause there's like, there's like a, almost like a storm building like above them. Yeah. Um, and everyone's looking around the room like, this is crazy. Whereas Anacostia and all the other teachers are all like, wow, yeah. keep going.
0: Well, I love that then they're like, okay, it's starting to get a bit tense. And then all the teachers are like, "Ah!" and they scream at it. And it stops I'm like, just tell them to stop. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know, but they do this cool bird... Like motion, like screech thing, and I don't know. It was cool visually. Yeah. It was cool, but yeah, you're 100 right. Why weren't they just like, okay, that's enough, girls? <laughs> yeah.
0: And this kind of brings them back together because Tally's, of course, super super stoked by it all, and she's back to normal. squee, Tally.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. I think she specifically says, "We're special, you guys."
0: Did you see how the older officers were clucking about us? We haven't heard harmonics like that in decades. <laughs> Special, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's go- because everyone, <laughs> so cute. everyone seems to be impressed. It's like this is yeah. the the new hot unit in the town. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that means that Abby and Ray can kind of find some common ground. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's the great line: "Just I accept your apology, but we don't have to be friends." Which kind of sums it up. She's willing to work with her. Yeah. And this is kind of what Silla was teaching her: that you don't have to yes. like it here; you just have to do it.
1: Yeah, and like take advantage of the situation. Yeah, Um, get what you can from it and get out. Yeah. Mm.
0: This is when the episode kind of starts to wrap up, Mm -hmm. and we see the 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 spree woman. Yes. um, Talking to a balloon in a mirror.
1: Yes, the redheaded girl from the start.
0: Yes, talking to this mirror and um, just kind of staring at it. If I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, and she's she's sort of I think tilting her head, and the balloons. Yeah, the balloons following following her.
0: Then there's a, a bird call? No, something...
1: No, Um. she has a penny uh, standing oh, yeah. up on its side by the window. And looking at the window, we see downstairs uh, multiple floors out onto the ground outside. Someone's walking past. Someone's walking past. And as they walk past the window, the penny falls onto its side. Yeah. And the redhead girl immediately looks at the penny and starts panicking.
0: Yeah. And she like grabs the lighter and changes her face mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. Um, as the person approaches and it's a really tense moment and then there's a knock at the door and even just as they open the door and we see it's Ray mm. and it's like and oh the girl's turned into Scylla
1: mm. mm-hmm. and they make out
0: because apparently Ray's back for round two. Mm. But <laughs> I picked this as soon as Scylla showed up. Really? Yeah. Not that it was her, but it's like, cool, this girl's into her main character. She's, She's probably gonna be free. Bad. Mm. Like, of course she's Spree. <sighs>
1: yeah. Look, I don't know how I feel about it.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. But that's kind of the big reveal. Yes. That, that yes. she's Spree and the Spree have infiltrated even, even Fort Salem. Yes. Um, what I did like, it did, does just end there, basically. Mm-hmm. But the next thing on the version I was watching is that the su- suicide prevention hotlines came up.
1: Yes. Which
0: yes. I thought was really good because he's dealing with a lot of dark stuff mm-hmm. at the early part of the episode. It's just nice to have that included saying, look, hey, this, this. Was, this was dark. Here's some help. Here's
1: help. 100%. Yeah,
0: 100%. Yeah, but that's, um, that's the first episode of, of mm-hmm. Motherland. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite bit?
1: Um, I, f- I feel like, to be honest, I feel like the silver floating scene yeah. stuck out to me. Um, maybe because it was, I really enjoyed the visuals. Um, and I, and I think it was like, because it was following, um, the kind of the, the montage training bonding scene as well. Like it was sort of the first time the girls were kind of laughing together. The three main girls were laughing together. And then it moved into then sort of that romantic, you know, um, Ray was having such a good time like Mm. up in the air with Scylla, um. Like, she seemed to actually be really smiling and, and quite happy. She um, was high. Uh, right?
0: well, <laughs> yes.
1: But it was sort of the first time, I guess, we see her sort of really let go. And, yeah, um, yeah That I'd probably say that stuck out to me from the episode. I mean, it because
0: um, the, the scene before when she's all muddy and, like, mm-hmm. basically, Talia's like, I think I've got mud on my ass back. Yeah, crack. yeah. And does someone make a joke about some that Abby has a stick up hers or something? And like this <laughs> is this is when Ray first takes the stick out of her ass. Yeah. And actually yeah, lets that's herself true. have fun with that. That's this true, yeah. And make friends. Mm. And it's like, yeah, this is that's a great scene.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel yeah, I feel like that's what sticks out to me.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that is really I mean, it's a great scene. I think kind of the episode's built around mm. almost built around that scene. Mm. Because we kind of have the build up to it to get to that yeah. point. And then we have the fallout of it afterwards mm. with Scylla being revealed as Spree.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I've already said my favourite favorite scene, just Tally being a badass. Yeah. Which is basically just because I love Tally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I feel overall, like as a pilot, or I mean, I don't actually know as if it was a, a pilot, episode, episode, but as a, as a, a first episode, yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, like, I feel like they set a lot down that we had to take in about the world, but it was yeah. it wasn't too much. Um, I'd a little bit more
0: explanation, but it's good.
1: Sometimes I like when we're not treated like I, I like not being spoon fed. Sometimes, uh, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, there's definitely a happy medium. Um, and yeah, I just I found like I was really interested. I liked all the characters. I wanted to see what happened with them.
0: Yeah, I was invested enough that I wanted to see the next episode. Yeah, almost immediately. Yeah. The other thing we do on this podcast is pick a character in each episode for that that we'd like to see as a PC in a role playing game or as an NPC, mm-hmm. uh, someone that you come across that the the game master might be playing. Um, and I'll go first in this one. I, I mean, I talked a bit lot about Ray in this episode, and she's my pick um, for for the introduction. And it's basically because she is the introductory character mm-hmm. for a lot of first time players. That she's this little bit edgy, a lot of power, but not much mm. control. She's got this death wish. She's mm. got the tragic backstory of my mother died and my mm. dad doesn't understand me because he's a civilian and not a <laughs> witch. Um, and she's just got this attitude of, I'm going to go up against every authority. What are you? I'm going to rebel against whatever mm. you've got in front of me. Mm-hmm. And we start to see her learn immediately to like work as a unit. But she's that lonely outsider,
1: mm.
0: which... You kind of get with a lot of role playing characters yeah. that I don't need anyone. I grew up on the streets. I'm going <laughs> to lurk in the shadows and just watch everyone else. I'm not going to trust them at all. Yeah. And while it's a trope, I yeah. like it yeah. sometimes. And I think Ray kind of epitomizes that mm. for this. So I, I like Ray for that.
1: Um, I don't know if it's going to happen often, but I'm also going to agree with you yep. um, about choosing Ray similar similar reasons some slightly different
0: Um, and her badass haircut
1: oh yeah (laughs) yeah if you make if you make a Ray character she has to have that haircut um but uh, for more for me I guess like we're introduced to her as a healer um and I really liked that to me that that means that she's basically inherently good Um, she wants to help people. Like she's not really getting much out of, out of this. Um, and in fact, she's, uh, she's getting a badass rash. Like, (laughs) so. I hadn't even thought about um, that.
0: That's a great element to it too.
1: You know, so the fact that she's sort of doing that to me means she's inherently good. I, I normally, as a, my PCs are almost always going to be good. (laughs) Just, I, I try to play bad characters. I just feel like I can't. Um, but yeah, and, and so that was the first thing that jumped out at me, is that that would be something I would want to bring into my character. Um, and But I do like the fact that there's this sort of hidden, quite powerful power yeah. um, that maybe she's not even aware of, um, of course. Um, no, you know, they that's, never are. You know, that's you know, something that um, you know, makes her sort of stand out for me. Um, and the only thing that I'm a little bit iffy about is the rebellious nature um, because as I said, I like to follow the rules. I like to be a, a rule follower. Um, but I do think you're right in that, you know, to to start her off as this as this, I'm a loner. I don't need anyone. I can do this on my own. I don't need anyone to care about me. I don't care about anyone. And to have that that arc of as you join a, a group, or you know, an adventuring party, and you start to yeah. make connections with people and come out of your shell a bit. And I just think it would be such a you know, such a really nice arc that this tough, you know, this, this tough badass. lone wolf, yeah, it suddenly realizes I do need people, um,
0: and people not even need people. Just life is better with people.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I feel like that would be a really cool arc to play with with a character like based on her. Um, So yeah, I also agree that um, Raelle would be my pick for this episode.
0: See, I completely forgotten about the healing aspect as Mm, well mm -hmm. and having the anti-authoritarian healer because healers in most of the trope of the healer is this, this vision of kindness. It's, it's tally basically. That's generally the the healer Mm. trope and having it be the, the punk rebel. Yeah. I think it's like, I really have to heal you again. (laughs) Fine. Whatever. (laughs) And the snarkiness of it. Yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe be more careful next time. Yeah. And avoid the swords.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really easy. You don't get hit by the sharp
1: end. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: So yeah, I think, I think Ray's a really fun character for, mm. for something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's all for this week. Uh, join us next week where we talk about episode two, uh, My Witches. So until next time, uh, thank you for listening and be kind to yourselves.
1: Bye.